Welcome to the Breathe Life Podcast. I'm Fahim Mujahid, a Miami-based integrative health and life coach, fitness and nutrition expert, personal trainer, and private yoga and meditation teacher. Each week, we'll explore meaningful content surrounding the importance and impact of living a life of mindfulness or inspiring interviews with the same intention. Together, we'll incorporate a variety of topics given with the same intention to educate, enrich, and inspire one's life. Welcome home. Hey Tribe, what's going on? Thank you for tuning in to yet another episode of the Breathe Life Podcast. I, um, as always, I feel so blessed and fortunate to be able to go on this journey um, with the Tribe today. Um, I love being able to pour into the space, our safe space that we've been able to create and be able to watch it evolve continuously is something that brings me a lot of pride and joy. So I appreciate you guys continuing to make the effort to tune in to hear a little bit of what I have to say and share. So in full disclosure, today's a very, um, a very challenging um, discussion or subject for me to broach for a variety of reasons. Um, you know, obviously there's, you can't help but notice or recognize or consciously step into awareness of what's going on around the world. Um, I think, like I always say, I think through mass suffering, usually mass liberation and, and healing um, usually unfolds as a result of that. I think that although a lot of this disease that exists within our society and infrastructure to the way we have always done things as a country is long um, been the, the, the normal um, within our society and, and I think there's things there, the way that things are being, the, the, the rate in which things are being documented and shared and recorded is really causing a lot of this stuff to come to surface. And I think as a result of that, where usually we would be able to, and I say we, if the collective we, would be able to look away or turn away or not pay as much attention to it, we're thrust in a position where we have to meet it head on. Even for those within our communities who may want to exist in the space where they think that it doesn't exist or they may want to stay in that space of ignorance because of the sheer visibility of what's being documented now, the way in which it's being documented, the consistency in which this stuff is being documented makes it very hard for even them. I think that this has been going on in a lot of ways throughout this, throughout the history of our country. And what makes this conversation challenging for me is because it comes up, it brings up a lot of things for me. You know, I've been in, in a lot of situations throughout my life where I felt like I wasn't necessarily welcomed in the conversation and in discussion. Um, no matter what, no matter what the subject had to do with, or no matter what the specific subject was about, whether it was how it was presented, whether it was the people that was having the conversations, the manner in which they were having the conversations, um, the limitations to their transparency, the limitations to what other aspects or perspectives they were willing to share and incorporate within the conversations, whether it was the way in which it was presented in general. I've been in situations 
where I didn't necessarily always feel like my voice was welcome, let alone heard. I've also been in situations where I've been able to experience and witness the power that comes from inclusion. When you're made to create a space that's safe enough, that honors the voice of a variety of different people, a space that's created with the intention of being a safe haven for everyone, no matter their points of view, no matter their experiences. I've been in situations like that and I've thus far found a lot of or connected to a lot of the value and love that comes from that. So I think the, the, the impact of both of those experiences has made it, although meaningful and beautiful, also challenging to really speak to sometimes things that really tug on me in my heart and emotionally, to speak from that depth of that raw, honest, not honest, but I always try to find a way to communicate it or to package it in a way that doesn't feel um, secluded or doesn't feel as if other perspectives, other points of views, other people in general aren't welcome to the conversation. If you've been on this journey with me before, uh, having a background um, as varied as mine, you realize that there's there hasn't been a time where I've taken any position or had a conversation on anything as it relates to our to the politics of our country. I stand a, a, a fine line between even my positions and opinions about how how I feel things are um, as it relates to the country as in, in a whole. You know, when you get into kind of like the government policies and the, and, and the FDA and a, like I try to always carry a degree of mindfulness that although my opinion is shared, my authenticity is created and shared, I still try to share it in a way that leaves room for other people. I find that as much as we as much pride as we put into separate categories and as much unity that comes from the inclusion of that category or that group, I think it does more to tear us apart than to bring us together. I know coaches and podcasters who are expanders for me, who really inspire me, who don't necessarily lead from that way. And that's and that's cool to them because they're very successful at what they do and, and that connects to their authenticity. But they're very vocal about where they fall along the lines of certain issues. And whereas I think I also, and you can kind of hold me to account, I think I also do a powerful job making sure that you are aware of my opinions when it comes to certain things on a human level, on a societal level, on a, from a degree of mindfulness. But I also think that I would hope that you guys would also agree that I try to operate in this space where no matter whether you're on the opposite side of the argument, you still feel like this space welcomes your energy, your presence, your feedback, so forth and so on. Now, I also know that for me, a huge breakthrough happened in my life when I realized that you're not going to be for everybody. I think the healer in me always likes to create language and always likes to create an approach that can be adapted to everyone in the world. And I think what happens is when you try to 
create or communicate yourself in a way that can be easily assimilated or digested by everyone. I think what happens is sometimes if you're not mindful, sometimes you can lose the intensity, the transparency, the honesty, the sharpness, the intention, the truth of what you're saying. Not that the truth isn't there, but you 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 modify it so that that truth can be assimilated again across the masses as opposed to someone who's not given that much thought and just speaking directly to their own points of view may ostracize a certain population or may limit the feedback or limit the potentiality of other people hearing what he or she has to say because of the direct the the directfulness of what they're saying if you follow me so i say that to say I'm not oblivious to who I am. I'm not oblivious to the experiences that I've had throughout my time on this planet, being a spiritual being, having a human experience. I take a lot of pride and love and honor in being a beautiful um, black man in America. Uh, my mom, grandmother has always went out their way to instill that pride and that love for our culture within me and my siblings. I'm also not oblivious to a lot of the hardships, prejudices, experiences of racism that I've gone through throughout my life. I've experienced uh, a lot of what's unearthing around the world right now through the hands of police brutality. I've also had the experience of going and experiencing uh, protest where pepper sprayed and and incarceration and all that took place with the World Trade Organization um, protests in Seattle, Washington in 1999. So I've had my experiences, as we all have. And what I often try to do is I often try to weigh where my experiences are speaking to a certain point. I try to make sure that I'm leaving room to be able to create some more experiences to kind of change my relation to what that perception or my current perception is about a certain thing. I don't allow the experiences that I had of being wrongfully accused or being held at gunpoint or being having my, my face planted in the street in the middle of, of uh, a busy road in Seattle when I was 15, wrongfully being accused by the police department. I don't allow that to play a broad brush with how I perceive the police department, not only worldwide, but where I'm currently existing, right? So I try to be mindful of that, but I also know that there's a certain degree of experiences that become who you are, right? So I, I'm mindful that I'll always carry a certain level of concern, fear, worry, because of my experiences, not because of it becoming across or coming across something that needed to come across my wires in order for me to connect to. No, I've actually experienced a lot of what's showing up now. So I know that regardless of how mindful I, I attempt to be, that I'm always going to have a certain emotion towards a police officer pulling behind me or being looked at a certain way or being or having someone make assumptions based off of um, who I am, the color of my skin and all that stuff. Like we all have our stories, right? But I think what I try to do with being mindful and being a mindful, what I would 
perceive as being a mindful leader within our community is to be aware of those aspects of our unique journey, but to continue to hold space where we all feel welcomed into the conversation. I think that's the only way change fully takes place. So the flip side of that coin is that usually when things show up and they connect to me and they pull something within me, I find that even if I do it unconsciously, I'm usually slower to speak to the specifics of said incident because it's a, because I prioritize making sure that everyone feels a certain safety within the conversation. So I'm not quick to jump to points on um, political differences, although there's a mindfulness element to that. There's a human element to that. I'm often not as quick to jump to or to blame the FDA about aspects of our nutritional program and policies and food policies and how they impact our health and how they're leading to a lot of these health scares and issues that we're having on a human level, on a societal level. Although I can do that from a place of being very mindful and intentional. So my connection and my to the conversation around race falls along the same category. Like I try to be very intentional about how I speak to certain things, whether or not I give certain things power, often realizing too that there's a part of me that truly feels as if we can create our experiences, we can co-create with the universe, we can co-create with God, Buddha, Allah, whoever, whatever entity you connect with. So I try to make sure that when certain things show up for me, I create space, but I also separate whatever energy that's that's bringing up for me. If it's hate, if it's anger, if it's sadness, if it's, you know, I try to make sure that I'm intentional about what I'm embodying in that space. So for me, you know, if you if you listen to my podcast for a while, you you, you would know that whether on my podcast, my YouTube and my events, you know, I didn't speak to what happened with Mike Brown. I didn't speak to what happened to Tamir Rice. I didn't speak to what happened to Eric Garner. I didn't speak to what happened to Ahmaud Aubrey, Brianna Taylor. So what's showing up for me with George Floyd is a culmination of everything, right? Now, I can't remember which leader said it, but to be silent is to be complicit. And I think what I what I what I'm realizing now, what I've always known, but now what I'm also realizing is that our collective, the collective virus of racism is starting to reach a an apex. And I think the time for choosing to create space, to use whatever platform, big, small, you may have to make a conscious decision to join the conversation, the, the time has come for that. And although it's challenging to find the line to work and to hold space for conversations around race, I owe it to my community, I owe it to myself, 
I owe it to my beautiful son, my beautiful daughter. I owe it to our collective whole to be able to hold space for these kind of meaningful discussions. And I understand that a part of me, the root of me, is so connected to the idea of what it means to be mindful that I want to make sure that I broach the conversation in a way that's authentic to me. But up until this point, because of the not wanting to seclude or not wanting to create a space where potentially 5% wouldn't feel welcomed in the conversation because the conversation or the subject is still too uncomfortable for them. I've avoided it in the past altogether from a broadcasting, from a platform standpoint, right? I'm not talking about what I might have done behind the scenes to support a lot of these causes and what they're doing and the work that I do within the community. I'm saying using my using the specifics of my platform to create space for these kind of meaningful conversations. So when I look out and I see people from all walks around the world, brands, speak to how important this conversation is now, how the exposure of what's going on within our relationship, within specifically within the relationship of the black America and their relationship with the police department and race. Not only am I moved emotionally, but I feel like for me to sit here and create a platform that speaks a lot about the importance of mindfulness, human connection, humanity, for me not to use whatever platform I have, whatever oxygen I have in my in my lungs, whatever awareness that I have in my mind, to add my voice to this meaningful discussion would be the utmost of hypocrisy. So this is a challenging conversation for me because of the wounds that it unearths. And it's also a challenging conversation for me because I realize that in order to fully go in and to fully create the space that's required for conversations, speaking on experiences similar to what happened to George Floyd and others, that I'm gonna have to go and own a space that may not necessarily result in everyone feeling comfortable. And despite my intention or efforts, you will, there will be some that you will lose. And I have to become at peace with that. I have to know that my connection with how this moment is impacted me is my authentic truth. And I think that if we're existing and creating this space, which everything I, I do and share revolves around the mindfulness of humanity, then this in really in, in, in actuality, this really shouldn't be that different. This is less about race and more about who we are as a as a human society. And I think that Granted, I know I'm going to take my own experiences into the conversation, um, as we all do. But I do love and I and I am inspired 
and made hopeful by the willingness I'm seeing across platforms for people from all different races and creeds and ethnicities who are willing to finally have the conversation to really look evil in its eye and address what we've been avoiding throughout our history. You know, I wasn't gifted the opportunity to believe in the myth, the myth and the legends of how good our country is and has been. I've gone through my experiences and I think, whereas before a lot of my energy and effort went to creating a new identity with those relationships, creating a new experience for my life, leaving as best I could those experiences as far behind as possible. And as I look at what hap what's happening around, as I look in the eyes of my son and my daughter, I realize that there's still a lot of work to be done. And I realize that it's no longer a choice. It's a mindful responsibility that not only I, on this podcast, but I use my platforms, my brand, my message, who I am, to join any discussions that impact humanity to the extent that what we're experiencing, whether it be racial, economical, social, economical, educational. So I look forward to mindfully entering the conversation. Um, again, this time in our lives is impacting all of us in, in different ways. I'm having a challenging time processing a lot of what's going on and what's showing up, but I'm being intentional about stepping into it and not settling just for feeling these emotions and not uncovering or unearthing where they could be coming from, what's causing it, to what extent. But I'm also, I'm also holding myself account to be a part of the change, not to just be outraged, not to just put together a really happy tweet or to carry on a hashtag, but to be a part of the change, a part of the solution. So one of the things that I hope to be able to do within the coming days is to create space for more conversations to highlight people within our community and outside of our community that are joining the conversation around race, that are doing things to help pour into our community, um, uh, that are a part of shifting our perception and our experiences globally, um, how we can start having the conversation, and, you know, especially within our beautiful um, mixed Latin community here in Miami, how that conversation, what that role is and how we could create a safe place for um, both majority groups or all majority groups to be able to share space and, 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 and stand in our own unique, diverse strength and power while also holding space for each other. So although this conversation and others, it's gonna be a new start or, or, or a new challenge and a new opportunity, I look forward to doing it mindfully. But more importantly, I really hope that as we start to create space 
for a lot of these challenging conversations that as I'm challenging myself to grow, um, that you too at home or wherever you are, have the courage to do the same. And hold me to account. You know, I, I really want to stay connected to who I truly am as I become who I am, right? And there's a way that we can have this conversation that still feels very inclusive without feeling to point the finger at or judgmental or I think there's a beautiful balance, a mindful balance. And I want you guys to hold me to it. So you'll start noticing, um, hopefully soon, we'll start having um, conversations across the board. Um, we'll start inviting other people to come in or other brands to be able to come in and share their opinion and share how we can start being a part of the solution on top of all the other stuff that we talk about. Um, but this is um, my announcement that for me, it's important now and no longer an option to be silent. So thank you guys for tuning in. Um, as with all, I hope there's something that you were able to pull into or pull away from our journey today that made it easier for you to breathe more life and more love into your world. Talk soon. Cheers. Hey Tribe, so if you're excited about the Breathe Life content and you want to find other ways to stay connected, the next time you're on Instagram or Facebook or YouTube, be sure to type in Fahim Mujahid or Breathe Life into the search bar and check out all the mindful things we have going on on